Mr. Lou Clayton, I've traveled the world, very fortunate, very blessed to go a lot of different places. And one of the things that I've always been when I've been traveling is hungry. There's something about traveling and being in a different part of the world that uh, really increases seemingly my appetite. And over the years, I've had some most interesting meals, some of them really good, and some of them that I look back on and go, Oh, my God, I hope I never have to do that again. And I, I strongly suspect you've been kind of in the same situation a time or two. I have, Larry. Uh, not not to the, the extent that you have, but maybe in a little bit I'll relate a, a trip to uh, Japan and a, a meal that I enjoyed at a little village up north of Tokyo. And we were fishing for a, a week up there. This right. has been years, three decades ago, but we might talk about that in a little bit. But first uh, i remember you recording our catfish radio with me years back and you had been to i don't know kurgistan or somewhere <laughs> hunting and uh and you uh you had a meal that i guess we could describe as memorial uh, memorable memorable meal would that be right <laughs> yeah i think that was memorable in in, in many different ways before we get Japan, how about, yeah, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that one. I was there with Tim Fallon, who has the FTW Ranch, where they do the sportsman all-weather terrain uh, marksmanship training, and, and Ken Darcy, who uh, uh, is now the CEO of, of Remington Rifles and Shotguns. And of course, Tim and I served together on the DSC Foundation Board. He's our DSC uh, Foundation President. But beyond all that, we were there to hunt Ibex, among other things, and got into it's a long long story it's it's the trip from hades when you get right down to it now looking back on it it's kind of funny but we get in there and finally get to the point to the jump off point with our guides who i don't think had ever done anything but were poachers and uh had pretty much poached that area after we were hunting but anyway to honor us the night before we go to camp where they're gonna have a big what they call barbecue and so we're all excited about it and then about nine o'clock, they take us outside, and, and uh, they say a blessing over this old domestic sheep ewe that must have been twenty years old, and they kill her and and uh, drop her ungutted into a big black cauldron and proceeded to to just boil this, this meat. So we go inside and, and we visit a little bit, and you know we're sitting around a table that's about six inches off the ground, seemed like, and. And uh, it came time to, okay, now it's time to have a, a, a beer. And so we're thinking, oh, my God, this, you know, we're going to have some local beer here. And so they bring out this crystal bowl that's probably about oh, 14, 15 inches in, uh, in diameter. And, and you can see there's, it's clear, so it's, it's uh, the glass is, so you can see kind of a milky kind of fluid underneath and all this stuff floating up on top. And, they start passing this around. Well, that was their local beer that we found that they brew almost on a daily basis and very, very high alcohol. And, and to drink it, you just kind of, everybody drinks out of the same bowl and you just kind of tried to sieve all that, whatever that stuff was on top through the, through your teeth, you know, and it, uh, it, it did not taste like any beer I'd ever tasted anywhere else in the world. And from there, it just goes on to where finally about, Three hours later, you know, they bring in this sheep, and they're tearing it all apart, and it had not been gutted, and the ladies are sitting on one side of the table, the men over on the other side of the table. All the entrails go to the ladies' side, and, and all the other stuff comes over to our side. And, 
And in the process of that, too, they, they bring out the head and they dig out the eyeballs and, and slice the eyeballs and Tim Fallon and, uh, and, uh, and Ken and I are, are served those eyeballs. And I'm, I've eaten eyeballs before, and I thought, well, okay. And I don't like mutton. I don't like lamb. I don't like anything having to do with domestic sheep. I don't have to. Long story short, they just start tearing this stuff up and putting it on our plate and some other stuff that we could not identify. And it, it there's no good flavor to any of this at all. But knowing that we're their honored guest, you, you got to eat it. So uh, that was not a good meal. Then it gets worse beyond that. I did find out that eyeballs from sheep are probably the best thing that I can eat off a of sheep from it from then on. And I've had several times since then. But then when we go into the mountains, we have a cook who is the outfitter's daughter who has never cooked anything in her life. And all we eat for the rest of the week what was left over of that uh, boil sheep. Uh, oh, man. One of those hunts that, that will always be memorable for a lot of different reasons, but particularly for the, the food that we had. So that's the negative side. That's probably the worst of the meals I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that the one where the horses were less than... Uh... Oh, my gosh. It, 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 was, it, it was terrible. They, these horses were horribly emaciated. And oh, man. the way the locals treated those animals, uh, if they were here in the States... They'd all have been in, in jail and yeah. not under the jail for what they did. But, you know, they're different cultures, and, and they're uh, just uh, some of the – interestingly, Fallon rode a horse that every time we got close to a big drop-off, the horse would walk straight toward the drop-off like he was trying to commit suicide. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, the horse probably – yeah, I can I can just – if you remember back when you were there – we were recording campfire talk. This oh, yes. one of these segments back. I remember. I remember thinking, "Oh my gosh, oh Larry, Larry needs to get the heck out of there." But uh, <laughs> well, you know. So, and I know you've had some fine cuisine. Oh my gosh, over yes. in uh, European castles and places like that. Uh, you know, I know that you've also had some some meals that you probably and in Africa, you've told me zebra is one of your favorite uh, game meats. You know. It, you know, it is. Most everything over in Africa that you, that you take, you eat, and the food is out of this world. It is, what was really surprising to me is, is that zebra really was the, the finest of all the meats that I've ever eaten over there. And, and it's actually, you can buy it, and you go into a restaurant and buy a zebra steak, if you wish, uh -huh. or several dishes made out of it. But uh, years ago, too, I spent a lot of time in Namibia. Uh, went there at least once a year, and I used to hunt with uh, Fred Burchell, uh, or Burchell, like after his family's was the his, one of his uncles was the guy they named the Burchell Zebra after, and all those kind of things. And Fred was just unbelievable naturalist and just a tremendous individual. And he had some great people that worked for him, but also all the European museums that collected whatever swam, crawled, flew, walked they would come down and, and take for skins and skeletons and Fred always made them save the meat and then he would have, Fred would have our our, uh, our local camp cook prepare those and so as a result of that I got to really eat some truly interesting things <laughs> from big to small uh, when I was there with him and surprisingly uh, or say surprisingly it really I guess it shouldn't be but everything that we ate was really really good the meat was really tasty and uh, just out of this world good you know uh, I think people would be surprised at what if they had to I've, I've often been asked well 
uh, would you eat, or, or you know, just say of, of, on social media, would you eat mutton? Well, I tell you, I'm like you. I have all oh, these little lamb chops. They're so good. Well, they still, t- to me, <laughs> taste like lanolin. They're sheep. I don't like sheep meat. Uh, exactly. But now, would I eat sheep meat? You better believe I would oh, yeah. if I got hungry enough. You know, Absolutely. now the last time I ate liver, I, I can't handle liver. Now, I grew up on a chicken. My dad raised broiler chickens by the right. thousands. Uh, so I grew up eating. He loved chicken liver, and I could eat it when I was a kid. But the last time I ate beef liver, I was in boot camp in the Marine Corps in, in San Diego, and I was going down this line with a tray looking straight forward like any good Marine recruit would yes, do, sir. not looking right, not looking left. And when you come to the meat, they will feed you whatever you can eat. Well, when I came to this, I looked in there, and it was some smothered steak. I said, oh, my gosh, the good onions and mushrooms mm, in the gravy. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I just yeah, I held up two fingers, which meant give me a bunch, you know, more of it. And right. they piled it on my tray, and I went on down, got my salad and everything else, and marched back over there, sat down at the table, looked straight forward. You don't look right or left. You don't say, pass me the salt, please. You wait till it comes to you, and you keep looking straight ahead. <laughs> well, I stuck a fork in that steak. Guess what, Larry? It was por- <laughs> it was pork liver. Oh my, oh my God! Gosh. And I, you know, there I knew I knew there was one thing I had to do, and that's eat that. Yes. And uh, I ate it, <laughs> but to this day, I have not touched liver of any sort <laughs> now. But <laughs> I realize this: would I eat it? You dang right, I would if I. If I had to to survive, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the camp cooking is so much fun. And you it do is. A, a, a lot of it. And I, I do it whenever I can. But one of the things that I learned over the years in, in going to some of these different places, and, and I've spent a fair amount of time in Africa and Europe and Australia and, you know, South America and, and of course, all over North America and, and a little bit over in Europe and what I mentioned there, a little bit in Asia. But, most of the places you go, to me, one of the fun things that was always the case is to try what the locals are eating kind of thing. Yep. And some of it I found to be ex- extremely good and I, to the point where I tried my best to figure out what the recipe was or ask for a recipe. But then, there, as we mentioned, there there have been a few things that, that I've tried over the years, like some of the dried fish on the side of the oh, road yeah, that you yeah. run into in, in Africa where you really are kind of eating minnows kind of thing and uh, kind of dried with scales and all that kind of stuff. You know, you got to try it, right? you got to try it. Larry, that brings a, a funny topic to point, and I think I've got we have time for me to tell you. But Absolutely. about three decades ago, I spent uh, actually seven days fishing uh, a little lake north of Tokyo in Japan. It, I can't recall the name of it, but it was about 80 miles north of Tokyo. <laughs> well, I was over there with a well-known uh, bass touring pro. Bass, he yes. was a guy and everything. He's probably listening right now. I won't involve him in this. <laughs> but he, he was a character and he good, still a good friend of mine. But anyway... We were over there, so it, I didn't. I didn't even. Re, I haven't related this to you yet. So we're we're going fishing, right? So we stopped right. by this little old store in uh, this little old village, in a little old town north of Tokyo. I, you know, and uh, and uh, oh, this old boy says, "Son, let's get us something to eat here, snack on." I said, "Well, you know, we hadn't had breakfast," and so I said, "That sounds good." So we went in there, and everything is foreign to me. 
Now, the bananas, I knew what a banana was, and it looked right, like that. Right. So I said, let's get some bananas. That'll be good. Well, I've always liked rice cakes. I love rice cakes. Anyway, so here's some, I said, I said here's some uh, rice cakes. Let's get us a couple of packages of those, you know, rice cakes. So, oh, well, yeah, that's, that's good. So we get some rice cakes and bananas and some kind of coconut milk or something that we had to drink. So... We're out there in the in the truck going on to the or the car as it was going on to this little lake which is down the road to yes, to fish, and uh, I look over there and he's crunched one of these rice cakes, and then he puts his fingers in his mouth and pulls this little shrimp out, little bitty shrimp, and he says, "What is this?" And he said, "This thing tastes like a minnow bucket, Luke." <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like a minnow bucket that we'd forgot for a week. <laughs> he pulled it out, and no kidding, it was dried shrimp in a rice cake, crunchy, you know. Crunchy. Crunchy. And I, did, I didn't even open mine. But uh, so, so when we're fishing there, the, the mayor of the little village has a restaurant, a two-story Japanese building with a slanted roof, you know. Typical yep. Japanese structure of the time. And he invites us, the whole fishing group, to go over and, and enjoy a dinner that evening. Well, his uh, daughters, dressed in these white kimonos, you know, uh, they were the, the waitresses. You go in the big old saltwater aquarium. You can pick out if you want fish. You pick this out. I want a chicken. And to this day, Larry, I am not sure that they did not butcher the chicken right then and there i I really i honestly think they did i'm not sure of this but it was a good hour and a half from i said chicken till it wound up on the plate and and their deal was if you want this fish this is your fish for dinner you pick out your fish i'm thinking that the chicken was the same way i'm not sure but i believe that (laughs) we get up there upstairs and it's a beautiful place i mean it's really clean and Japanese style, we're on the floor, big like a big uh, throw rug, if you will, and there's seats, little pads around. We're all sitting on the floor. But they bring out the hot sake, and then they bring out the the tall green bottles of Japanese beer that was common at the time. And uh, we're relaxing there, you know, shooting the breeze. And mm-hmm. we can't, I can't speak Japanese, and you know, we had a mixture of of English uh, English speaking folks and and about half Japanese. So. <laughs> That my my fishing pro buddy, he, he's sitting next to me, and they bring out these little bitty, like hors d'oeuvres, and you know, right, yeah, little bitty things that that a Texan could gulp down in one bite. <laughs> Any Texan <laughs> could, and we did. And I looked over there, and I'll never forget this guy. He said he looked at me, and, he, and you know he was used to, to eating like we do here. He said, right. "Son, why don't they bring some ribs, big pile of ribs or something out here?" He said, "You know, I can't, I can't get full." <laughs> we it that meal honestly from the time they brought the first thing out till we finished took at least two hours, at least two hours, and uh, <laughs> it was it was one of those things that you won't forget, Larry. You know. You're right. I'm going to tell one more story real quick, yep. and we'll let people go back to ways this morning. We were in Burkina Faso, Tim Fallon and I, and uh, hunting uh, uh, roan antelope in Savannah, western Savannah buffalo, and, and had flown in Ogawagadusha, and uh, we're, we had to drive a long way, and they'd sent a driver for 
course, and this driver spoke no English, and we were trying to convey to him that we were hungry as we're driving along. We've been driving for hours, and so finally we got through sign language. We finally got him to understand that we were hungry, and we were hungry, and so he, oh, his face lit up, and he goes, you know, points to me, I, I know what you're talking about kind of thing, and so we're driving along, and we, you know, we convey to him we want to go to the best possible place that we can go, so... Uh, he points at the sky, and we're not sure what he's pointing at, but I kind of look up there, and it looked like there's a, a, a vulture flying around up there. Oh, no. And so we're, we're you know, you know no, no vultures, you know, we want something else kind of thing. <laughs> we're driving along, and finally we get to this town, and, it, you know, you've seen where an animal has died, and the buzzards and the vultures are oh, circling yeah. all many, around the top. Many times, yep. Cyclone. We, we we spot this thing. He, he points at the sky again. We're going, uh oh. And so, long story short, we drive up to this place to where all these buzzards are circling right over the top of it. There are buzzards walking around in, in the in the parking lot where we stop. We walk into the restaurants. There are buzzards walking around on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and the only two things that we could, because you mentioned chicken is what I recall, is the only two things that we could identify of any kind on that menu that they brought us was what would look like fried chicken and french fries. So we ended up ordering fried chicken and french fries. There were chickens running around out there as well, too. And like you said, it took about an hour and a half before we served chicken. And there's no doubt that they caught one of those chickens, and it looked like a kind of like a fighting rooster that yeah. hadn't had a bite to eat in, in, in about, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, oh my gosh, it was stringy, but it, it, we were hungry. <laughs> I understand. Well, never say never. I've learned that about Never say never. Never say never. Well, Larry, I, I like you say, I guess we need to let all of our friends get on with their, their day, and uh, I've, I've enjoyed sharing some some menu, uh, some some uh, information about places that, <laughs> that you've dined and uh, I hope our guests enjoyed listening to us, you know. Well, maybe next time we get together here, next week we'll talk about some some of the really good stuff that we ate that truly was outstanding. You bet, and maybe share a, a recipe or two of our oh, favorite yes, recipes. Absolutely. Sounds absolutely. good, Larry. Well, folks, tune in next week. We're going to be right back here with you, and we're going to talk some more uh, hunting and fishing for sure. Right, Larry? Absolutely. <laughs>